the uh, Sefer HaMitzvah, the Rambam, the positive mitzvah 146, a mitzvah kuf mem vav, that is the command that we have been commanded to slaughter the living animal, and only afterwards can we eat from it. And there is no other way to prepare it, only through shechita, only by shechting it alone. That's the only way to appear. That's based on the Pasuk in Dvarim Perikid Beis, Pasuk of Aleph. You shall slaughter from your cattle and from your sheep, etc., as I have commanded you. The language of the Sefri is, the word verse says, you shall shecht it, which means just as those consecrated animals, you, uh, you, you put them to death through shechting, also the chulin, the unconsecrated is shechita. Then it says, kasher tzivisichai, as I've commanded you, that is, teaches us that Moshe Rabbeinu has been instructed about the konen devation, that's the tracheo and uh, esophagus, uh, that, uh, uh, and that you need by a bird when you shechted, you must at least sever the majority of one, and by an uh, animal, you must sever the majority of the two, both of these signs, the kone and the veshet, that's what's called in Hebrew. The details of this mitzvah and all of these laws have been articulated in a special mesechta for this, which is called the mesechta's chulin. Let's do the prohibition number 153 uh, in the Sefer HaMitzvah, the Rambam. Mitzvah Kufnun Gimel. This is the warning that we've been warned against eating tevel. What is tevel? Tevel is grain that has not, grain that have not been separated, the truma for the coin, the miser for the levy, that grain cannot be consumed. That is called tevel. And that's what the Torah says in Vayikra Perik of Beis Posk Tazvav. It says, V'lo yichalalu as kodshei b'nei Yisrael eis asher yarimu la'ashem. That they shall not thus desecrate uh, the uh, holy of the Bnei Yisrael that they raised to Hashem, which would, which is interpreted for the grain before the uh, separations have been done. One who violates this prohibition, which means one who eats tevel. Again, we know already what tevel is. Tevel is the grain before you have separated the trumas and the maestros from it. So one who eats it is liable for that's death by the heavens, which means there are various different categories, which means basically Hashem exacts the punishment. He's not punished by the courts, but he's punished by the heavenly court, by Hashem. The hint for this, how do we see this, is because it says, they shall not desecrate the holy, and by Trumas it says, Over there it talks about the sanctity that the Bnei Yisrael give uh, the Truma to the Kohen, don't desecrate it over there. And there is a liking word, when you have two of the same words, they learn from one from another. Chilul Chilul is learned from Truma, just like by Truma when you desecrate it, which means you eat it when you're Tomei, or in various different other ways desecrated, 
that would uh, get you the penalty of mind. The same thing over here is commercial values we explain. The Gemara in Sanhedrin says as follows. How do we know? How do we know one eats Tevel that he gets death? That's, I mean, death day Shemaim. Because the Pasuk states, the Gemara says, Shinemar, they shall not desecrate the Kotchim Nesrim Lashem, meaning Ba'asidom Litrom. So even though the Pasik says the Kotchim Bnei Yisrael that they raise, which means that they will raise, because that is talking about the state before the raising, which means before they separated. Raising is the separation of the Trum and the Miser. So if they ate it beforehand, that's desecrating the the sanctity of the Bnei Yisrael. That's the Kotchim Bnei Yisrael. That is before it was that they're going to still further on separate from Hashem. After this Pasik, the Pasik says further in Vayikrach of Beis Pasik Tezayin, the Pasik says over there that the sin of guilt uh, will carry them when they eat this Kachim. So the Gemara in Makkah says, That you might have think that maybe you'll be liable for that kind of tevel that hadn't been separated at all. But what happens? What happens if you've taken from the truma, the big truma, but you didn't take the truma's miser? Which means like this, what is truma's miser? Truma's miser is, you give a tithe to the levy then the levy is also supposed to give a separation from the tithe that he received to the coin. In the original state of the grain, there are several things that have to happen. First, you have to give truma to the coin. Then you have to give miser to the levy. Then the levy has to give truma from the miser that he received from the Israel. He has to give truma to the coin also. The levy has to give to the coin a separation for the portion that he received. And then we have the Miser Shani, and then we have the Miser Oni. All these, in the t- proper times, so all these are really included in the grain, the original grain. So he says, before you've separated the grain, even if you've done any of them, if you didn't take care of all the things, so if you took, let's say, the big truma, but it wasn't taken from it, the truma from the miser that the levy received. So the levy did not give his portion from the miser that he received. Or if you didn't take miser rishon, the first miser, or you didn't take the second miser sheni, which goes to Yerushalayim, or even if you didn't take the miser ani, the poor person's miser, as depending on the years, how do we know, the Gemara says, that that would still render that grain Tevel, that it's still considered Tevel. That's why Talmud Leimadigmar says, In the very imperial you cannot eat. And So just like over there, it says that they will eat, it includes the tithing over there. We learn out from the Pasik. So over here, the tithing is also included. And the Torah says you can't eat it. So basically, we learn out, it's the Gemara, it's a compl- 
more, 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 more involved. But this only applies for the Malchus. So we said for lashes, but the penalty for death is only for Truma Gedoyla and Truma Smeiser. That Death by Bezdin. By, by Shemaim, I mean. That's only, that penalty is only for the first Truma and the Truma that the Levite has to give from the Meiser. Because one who eats Meiser Rishen, before you take out Truma's Meiser, is Chayv Misa. And that's where Hashem says to the Levim, when Hashem tells them to separate a tithe from the tithe, which is the, what they receive, they have to give from the Meiser, they receive Meiser. So it says, as Kochi B'nai Yisrael, it's Chal the holiness of the Bnei Israel don't desecrate so you won't die. So this is a prohibition against eating the Maiser Rishon while it is in the table. And therefore you would be high miss for it, as explained in Masech Tadamai. So what does it come out from all this? One who eats table before you separate from it, Truma Gedoilo, and Truma Smeiser is high Misa. The Pasik warning is from the, it says, Leichalus Yisrael, as we explained this mitzvah. One who eats table after separating all the trumas, before separating all the ma- maestres, is chayv lashes. And the warning comes, le'tucha lechel b'sharecha ma'asidigoncha. And remember this, and don't make a mistake, the details of all, of the tevel, the laws of tevel, are explained in many areas, mesechta demai, and trumas, and mesechta maestres. Prohibition number 193 in the Sefer Mitzvah of the Rambam, ha-mitzvah ha-kuf tzadig gimel. This is the warning that we've been warned not to eat the, specifically the mixtures in a vine, which means uh, based on the Pasik, um, Pasik says, Pentigdash Hamleya Hazera, which is a Pasik in Dvarim Perichov Bey's test. How is this Pasik translated? How is this verse translated? So by tradition, pentikdash means pentukad esh. It might be put to fire. So which means that which grows, hamaleya, may need to be burnt in fire, which means you're not allowed to benefit. Tikdash means not to benefit. And we know that whatever it says, hishomer pen ba'al, pen lest, or be careful. Or al, these are all prohibition. They're loisasa. Um, and in the second chapter of Psachim, when they said um, over there that all the prohibition of the Torah, you are only violating, uh, you get lashes for them if you did it in the usual way that you benefit from them. Which means that if you're not allowed to eat it, you're not... Eating means that you're enjoying the food. If you're enjoying the food, that's when the prohibition is. But um, that is when there is only a prohibition against eating. But when we talk about like the mixture of the vine, when you have kilaya kerem, uh, over there you would get the lashes even if it's not in the way to benefit. And the reason is because the Torah doesn't use the word eating over there, so the Torah just says, Tugdash, Pentukadesh. And that's talking about, so with Kilayim, the mixture is talking about 
putting in like things that you would normally plant like grains. If you put the grains in the uh, area where there's the vines and you mix them together with the vines, um, that causes it to tugdash, that it overcomes uh, that mixture that grows, amaleya, uh, that becomes all uh, prohibited to benefit. And one would have to, uh, I guess, burn it, but uh, we're not talking about, we're talking about the prohibition over here. We're not talking about they actually have to burn it, but it will become, uh, and it says pen over here. This is, uh, this obligation is only from the Torah, is only the mixtures of a vine, which is in Israel. This applies specifically to Israel. The prohibition number 194 in the Sefer Mitzvah of the Rambam, the Mitzvah Kuf Tzadik Dalad, is the warning that against drinking Yayin Nesach. That's a wine that is a libation for the idols. This is uh, not clearly, there's no clear uh, verse in the Torah. But with regards to Avedah Zorah, the Pasuk says, Asher chelev zvachema yeichelu yishtu yeinesichom. Which basically means they eat the fat of their offerings, and they drink the wines of their libations. So we see that there is an equation over here between the offerings that they eat and the wine that they drink and the libations. Just like the offering is prohibited, same thing is the wine is prohibited as well. Um, and you know that this is prohibited to benefit not only to eat, but even to benefit, and you would get lashes for it, as it's uh, commonly knowledge in the entire Talmud. Uh, how do we know the proof that Yai Nesach, this libation wine, is a Torah prohibition, and that it's pro- part of the mitzvah's lose, part of the prohibition? It's from the Gemara by the Zohar, he says. It says there, Rabbi Yechonon v'reish lokish da'amri tarvayu. Rabbi Yechonon v'reish they both say, Kol isurim shebetoira b'em b'minam b'em shelei b'minam b'naisen tam. That all prohibition of the Torah that get mixed in, whether they get mixed in in their same type that they are of, or they get mixed in in a different type, but if they give a taste into the other, in other words, you can feel the taste of the mixture, they would prohibit the other item. With the exception of tevel, that's not given the grain that I haven't given truma, the yayin nesach and libation wine, that once you put it into their own kind, even a drop, so, if it's in their kind, over there, um, it's enough, just a drop, and a drop would make it osur. So, this is a clear evidence, so it says, called So, since the discussion is about Torah prohibition, so this is a clear proof that Yain Nesach is a Torah prohibition. Also, in the Sifri, when he uh, talks about how the Jewish people 
were beginning to fail in the Shittim to have prohibited a relationship with the daughters of Mayav, they say, that the person would enter and she would have a little jug, I mean the Goisha woman who works out with that little jug of wine from the wine of the Ammonim. And at that point, it says, and it wasn't yet prohibited for Jews to drink the wine, the Goisha wine. And she said to him, you want to drink? That's how she, she taught it to entice him. So from the fact, the Rambam says, that it had not yet been Osir, so it seems clear that later on it was prohibited. At that point it wasn't prohibited yet. So it means that later on it was prohibited. Um, so what does it mean, we know, in general they said, that there was 18 things that are decreed by the rabbi, and one of them is wine. And also, there's an expression that says, Yain Nesach was stringent, the Rabbana were stringent about it. So we're not talking about libation wine over here. When we're talking about that, we're talking about ordinary wine, which has not been used as libation. Not libation wine itself. But wine that you actually used for Avodah Zorah is prohibited from the Torah. And you know what they said, there's three wines. So some of them are the Torah, some of them are Rabbanon, and some of them are permitted. And the details of this mitzvah have been articulated in the later chapter, in the last chapter of the tractate of Avodah Zorah.